Yo, what's going on, everybody? Is Gabriel here back for another episode of the Crackhead Football Podcast? We got some stuff to go over, just some recap stuff. Um, mainly recapping over last week, and then we're going to be coming up with some upcoming predictions for this upcoming week. And also, maybe, 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 maybe. I might just give some extra predictions for some top players to be looking at. So anyways, starting off with the recapping. Um, where to start? Jeez. Uh, we can start off with the Bears and Texans. Alright, the Bears and Texans game, as a Bears fan, is... It was ugly. Um, it was ugly. Um, let's put it this way. Justin Fields didn't have the most remarkable game. Um, a lot of people are questioning whether he is the real guy or not, mainly because of this game. And this is also kind of the certain point in time of where people are like overreacting a lot, overreacting. It's only week three of the season. Um, but just in general, it was an ugly game. Um, Khalil Herbert, I loved watching him. He's probably the best pick we've had so far from the 2021 NFL draft, I would believe. No, it was 2020. Yeah, 2020. The 2020 NFL draft because, yeah, Trevor Lawrence was selected first overall. So, And that's around the same time we got Khalil Herbert. Uh, we got Khalil Herbert. Um... No, 2020 was the one Joe Burrow was first overall. 2021 was Trevor Lawrence. What am I saying? So, yeah, it was 2021. (laughs) I'm mixing myself up. But Khalil Herbert is really right now showing that he's the best pick from that draft class. Um, Considering we did cut most of them already. Like, Daz Newsome, gone. Thomas Graham, with the Browns, uh, Justin Fields struggling, um, and then Tevin Jenkins as well just is having his own struggles. But at the same time, though, he started this season off solid at that guard position. I'm really looking forward to what he's going to bring on that offensive line. Um, And it's kind of the big thing here with Khalil Herbert because – When I tell you that he popped off on Sunday, he fucking popped off. He had no mercy on that ground game. Uh, David Montgomery got injured. Oh, well, Khalil Herbert comes in and puts up elite numbers. Um, Sadly, Khalil, well, David Montgomery is going to be injured. Um, I think it's going to be like a few weeks uh, so, obviously, not what you want from this Bears team, but hey, we it is what it is. You got to roll through it. And Khalil Herbert was solid for us in the backfield when David Montgomery got injured last season. So, um, he's going to be. I I'm pretty confident with our run game still. Um, And then as well as when it comes to the passing game, really struggling in the passing game. Uh, Cole Komet, he finally got some numbers up um, during this last game. 
and and most I should really say it was one reception for around 28 yards uh, and that's also due to the fact of the lack of pass attempts from Justin Fields but also at the same time Justin Fields didn't play that great last se- last game um, throwing for two picks, no interceptions, and throwing for over a hundred some yards average. Well, throwing for a hundred, I think it was 190, 190 yards. Um, and that's kind of not what we're looking for out of Justin Fields. Again, I think a lot of the putting Justin Fields at the bottom of the list of QBs of the class and rookie QBs of the class is really an overreaction. Like, (laughs) he had one bad game. Every quarterback has bad games. And it's going to be a growing year for Fields. So give it some time. Next up, the Packers and Buccaneers game. What a defensive matchup. This game was very heavily on the defense. It came out to what defense was better, and overall the Packers' defense was was able to stand up against the Buccaneers' offense. Granted, the Buccaneers didn't have most of their offense. Uh, Really, it came around Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette. Julio Jones injured. I mean, makes sense. He's injury prone at this point. He's got to retire after this season. Mike Evans suspended. Chris Godwin still on that ACL tear. And then it comes down to Russell Gage and he's your wide receiver one coming into this game. So, uh, that really is that you can't really put much on the Bucks this one. But Kudos to the Packers because the Packers also, too, they don't have the greatest receivers. You have Christian Watson. You also have Sammy Watkins, who was injured this game. So your wide receiver, too, was Romeo Dobbs. Um, And you also had uh, Randall Cobb. So... It's not the greatest three-course set either in there. And each team's defense really did stand up. Uh, the Buccaneers' run defense was as expected. They were able to shut down the run a little bit. Um, like, when I was looking at fantasy points for A.J. Dillon this last week as I started him last week, he didn't really have much. And that's because the Buccaneers' run defense is just that good with Vita Vea, Levante David, um, and as well as a secondary filled with Antoine Winfield. Um, just, it, it's a stacked defense. But overall, though, the Packers come up on top. They win 14-12. to Buccaneers come short on a two-point conversion because the Packers A plus secondary came in for their kind of clutch moment there. And then now going on to the next game. I am going to really 
try and put out there is the Lions and Vikings. My eyes are on Amon Ross St. Brown. He is the next big guy for the um, Detroit Lions. And here's why. He's fast. He's not the tallest, but he really can jump and make himself the tallest and get to those great plays getting up there. And as well as, like, for instance, what I mean by fast... This is the perfect example. He made a play. He, I believe it was a 31-yard gainer. Um, and he was just running down the field, came up a yard short, one yard short of the, well, not even a yard, actually, of the pylon to actually get himself into the end zone for a touchdown. But he went airborne and tried to get to it. Awesome effort. And that's what you want to see out of the Detroit Lions players. And will I say this, too. The St. Brown brothers are really, really kind of standing up for their team right now. I believe Equinemia St. Brown has had a touchdown in each game. Same as Amon Ra St. Brown. Like, they are really standing up for their team when their team needs it most. Um, and it's also the matter, too, with the Lions this game. They had the lead the majority. They have a good football team. It's just their quarterback isn't the greatest, so they just kind of struggled it off in the last portion. So... And I was able to be of witness to that because I was able to turn the game on for the last two minutes. At the last two minutes at least because the Bears-Texans the Bears Texans game was actually pretty short. Most of the game was the run. And it was a run-heavy game. <laughs> Granted, the score was 23-20. to 20, But... It was really set foot on. I really liked what I saw from the Lions just from looking at highlights. And they have a future ahead. Do not sleep on the Lions within these next two, three years because I really do think that they are going to be a good team. But, yeah. So... Those are kind of like the three games. Granted, yes, NFC North heavy. But those were kind of the most interesting games, I would say, out of the year. Well, out of the week, not the year. Um, So, yeah. Coming up next, we're going to have a few of the actual game predictions for this upcoming week. So... First off, we're going to start off what I know from the top of my head, which is just outright the Chicago Bears schedule. The Bears play the Giants this upcoming week, and, you know, I can't stand, but I think... Justin Fields is going to make a comeback game this one. He's really going to try and set himself out there. 
But granted, he's still not going to have as many pass attempts. It's still going to be very run heavy. But I think the Bears might pull this out. But it's going to be close. The reason why I say it's going to be close is because their rushing attack, when it comes to rushing defense, it really hasn't been the greatest. And Saquon Barkley is really getting out there right now. And who other than the Bears for Saquon Barkley to go out there and pop off? Because Saquon Barkley originally tore his ACL on the Chicago Bears field. So this would kind of be a night. This is going to be a really good matchup. Both teams are 2 and one but I think the Bears are going to pull this out and become the three and one team this year. Well, from this game. All right. And now coming up from the next games, I'm gonna kind of load them up here. All right. Next games. Thursday night. Dolphins and Bengals. Dolphins are on fire. Tua Tonga-Vailoa is really, is really setting himself out there. Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill have proven to be a speedy killer duo. And I'm loving each and every second of it. This matchup is going to be great because you also have Joe Burrow with Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase with T. Higgins as well. This is going to be a great matchup. Overall, it's going to be which team has the better offense, and I think the Dolphins have the better offense. Main reason, the Dolphins have the better offensive line, and I think Joe Burrow is going to be hit quite a bit out of this one. The Bengals aren't going to get much going this year, sadly. Um, then, we got our First international game. And I'm calling it out right now. I'm placing my bets on the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings have really proved themselves out there. I think they're going to be a legit contender this year. And I granted too, I think they're going to win the NFC North. I really do think that they're going to win the NFC North. Already 2 and 1, 2 and 1. We'll give them that. Two they're starting off 2 and 1. But they're also playing the Saints which are kind of on a struggle here at 1 and 2. Jameis Winston obviously proving he's not he's not really the guy, but he's really that bridge holder for the uh, New Orleans Saints. And you know this is going to be a fun matchup to be looking at. Because you know what else this is going to remind me of? Stefan Diggs going down the sideline for that divisional playoff win. Taking out the Saints in the wild card. Well, not the wild card. The divisional round. And the Minnesota Vikings would go on to play the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Conference Championship only to lose because it's the Vikings but I can't mention 
I can't go without mention when it comes to the Saints and Vikings of the Minneapolis Miracle. All right, next interesting game. Bills and Ravens. And potentially an MVP contender matchup. Like Lamar Jackson is looking like his MVP form again. He's putting up the numbers that he did his MVP year. He popped off on the Miami Dolphins like he did his MVP year. Granted, his team sucked in the fourth quarter, giving up four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. But, you know, he's looking like his MVP form against Josh Allen and the Bills. Josh Allen looking for his first MVP. This is going to be a really great matchup, but I think the Bills are going to take this one. The Bills have the better offense. They're the better team on paper. Let's. I'm taking the Bills in this one. Josh Allen will at least throw one touchdown to Stephon Diggs this game. I'm calling it right here. Next up, the Eagles and the Jaguars. I can't believe I'm saying this. Eagles and Jaguars. And the reason why I'm saying the Jaguars, they're kind of the surprise team of this year as the Eagles were the surprise team of last year. We weren't expecting much of the Jaguars. We were expecting another building year and potentially one of the final years of the rebuild. No. They are proving otherwise. They are proving that they can go out there and win games. Miles, no, Miles Jack isn't on the team anymore. But Josh Allen going out there and making plays for that Bills D, well, Bills, <laughs> Jags defense, and as well as Trevor Lawrence making plays out there for that Jaguars offense. And then we got the Eagles starting off 3-0, starting off hot, and I think that they're going to start off 4-0 in this one. Because here's let's put it to this way. The Eagles, Jalen Hurts, looking like he's the true franchise QB. Then you also have Devonta Smith. You have A.J. Brown. You got Miles Sanders in the backfield, let alone the best offensive line in the league. I cannot help but take the Eagles into going on to 4-0, and I am going to make this very, very, very early prediction. I think they're going to make the Super Bowl this year, too. Put it on the line. All right, and then the next one we're going to have is AFC West, Raiders, and Broncos. The Broncos have been on a struggle. Russell Wilson, oh, he's kind of on a shaky start. But could this be like a little bit of just growing into a new offensive scheme, a new offense as opposed to the Seattle offense where he was for 10 years? Or is this really just him struggling and he's going to have an off year this year is he past his prime potentially and then and then we got the Raiders in a downward slump but 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 
even though they have no wins, let's not forget on how good this team is on paper. You have Derek Carr and his teammate from Fresno State as well, Devontae Adams. You also have Josh Jacobs in that backfield. And we can't forget the defense of Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. With Rakia Sin in the secondary. Let's not forget him, no. This matchup can be one of the top matchups in the week. And put it on the Las Vegas Raiders to get their first win of the season. I think Devontae Adams is going to have at least two touchdowns this game. I'm just going to say it right now. Devontae Adams, two touchdowns. Derek Carr, four touchdowns. And also 250 passing yards. Russell Wilson will continue to struggle. Final score will end up being 28-15. And that is where we're going to end off. Oh, wait. No. I Let me pause. Let me pause there. Let me pause. We still got one more. We still got one more. It is a Super Bowl 55 rematch. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one is the one I'm keeping my eye on. It is a primetime game. I can't help but mention it's a Super Bowl 55 rematch. Rematch. And here, let's let's make it even better. Patrick Mahomes. He is the man right now. He is the man in Kansas City. He is making the plays that he needs to keep this team into what it needs to be the best in the AFC West. And this AFC West is already as tough as it is. You may have lost last week to the Indianapolis Colts, but this week I really think that it's going to be win number two for you guys. Well, not win number two. Win, not win number two. Let me rephrase that. I really do think that this is going to be a win again for you guys. Keep that one loss on the board. Add another win to the, to your record because the Buccaneers are going to struggle against your secondary. Antoine Winfield Jr., you're going to get burnt by Sky Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, and whoever else is their wide receiver, but... <laughs> And as opposed to the Chiefs' defense, they are going to lock up on Mike Evans. They are going to lock up that that ground game. And they are going to lock up Brady, and Brady can break another three tablets on that sideline. Chiefs are taking this one. High-scoring affair, 42-35. That is where I'm going to end this episode off at. Make sure to follow the Crackhead Football Podcast on all the social media pages. We have Twitter. We have Instagram. We have TikTok. Be sure to check it out.
and mainly check it out for those updates as well for when the next episode is going to come up but for now it is gabriel gowan saying goodbye until next week we're going to have more recaps over the nfl season (laughs) 